Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Why did you agree to do that? Because when they sent the first contract out the way she had to pay, she didn't have the money and she needed the money. She says that said, it was well, an error the way the first contract went. But it doesn't matter whether it's an error or not. I'm not. I'm here to call the balls on the strikes. You guys do the contract, and then I'm here to say you got to abide by the contract. This is the plaintiff, Lana James. She says she sold a piece of land to the defendant, a former friend's husband, and the guy's trying to stiff her out of a measly 249 bucks. That's right, he owes her $249 for taxes he was supposed to pay on the land. She's not about to let him get away with stealing this money from her and is suing him for every penny of it today. This is the defendant, Kenrick Alexis. He says on the day of the closing, there was an unknown outstanding balance of taxes owed from 2021, and he paid them so the deal would close. He deducted this back tax fee out of his final payment to the plaintiff. She thinks he still owes her. He doesn't. And he's pretty sure the judge is going to agree. He's accused of a land grab. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $550 for unpaid loans. All parties, please take your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. James, you're suing Mr. Alexis, former good friend of yours, for $249. You say he still owes you on a land deal. You have a counterclaim against her for unpaid loans. Let me hear from you first, Ms. James. What happened here? Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, I had been actively trying to sell my land. Um, one evening, my best friend, which is his wife, Terry Alexis, and I were talking, and she said that he may be interested in it. We met down at the property on the 18th, walked the land. Um, after that, we went, sat by the lake, discussed numbers. I initially wanted 10000 and he felt like it wasn't worth that because of all the work that needed to be done. And so we landed on a number, which was he could put 5000 in my pocket and pay all of the back taxes um, that were due on the property. I was inherited the property, and so there were several taxes that hadn't been paid. So in the original agreement, he was going to pay all the back taxes? Yes, ma'am. And you were going to get 5000 Yes. And then were you going to pay the closing costs? No, ma'am. He was going to pay the closing costs. Okay, so then why was there an amendment that said the things you said? Um, and the reason being is that he actually worked with the title company and his initial agreement, um, it wasn't spelled out the way he wanted. We had to do everything tele-remotely. Buyer is paying all closing costs, including all past due taxes and current property taxes. Okay, go on. 
Yes, and he instructed them to make sure to put that in as that was what we had discussed. Okay, because you didn't have a lawyer. The title company was his no, title company. So then, then what happens? Uh, yes, so everything went as planned. She um, mailed out everything. Um, once everything was notarized, we sent it back. Um, and then the title company um, issued the titles. Um, at that time, I guess is when he said he wasn't aware of the other tax. And then... What other tax? The 249 taxes, which was the 2021 taxes. So and when did he pay the 2021 taxes? That same day, the day of the closing. So you end up with a check that's 249 short of what you expected. Yes, ma'am. He actually sent it through a Zelle payment. Okay. And it was short 249. His wife, um, my best friend, Terry Kay, um, her father had just passed away. And so when I spoke to him on the phone, he said, look, Lana, I'm going to have to help TK with all of these bills She's because she owns a salon. She's not going to be able to be working. Um, if I pay this tax, I'm not going to be able to send you the whole amount. And I said, don't worry about it, brother. We'll figure it out. We'll talk next week and, you know, get me the payment then. Okay, um, so he agreed then that he was shy 249, you're saying? Yes, that's correct. Did he yes. ever text that? Um not to my knowledge. We just spoke on the phone. He okay. was actually on his way to the funeral in Oklahoma. Okay. So then what happens? Um, I waited about a week and a half and I hadn't heard from him. But of course, you know, being compassionate, I realized she just buried her father. And I called him and I said, hey, what's going on? You know, how are you? He had hurt his back at work. TK had told me. So then at that time, you know, kind of tugged on my heart too. Like, dang, he just hurt himself at work. I don't want to ask him about this money, but at the end of the day, I still need, he has the title to my land now. Um, I feel as though you need to go ahead and pay me the balance. So when I called I don't understand him, how the closing happened if the amount was short to you. I don't get how that happened. Mm-hmm. There's documents you have to sign that say what mm-hmm. the settlement costs are. And, and if it's shy, then he, the title shouldn't have gone to him through the closing. I, I just don't so, even understand how it went down. Let me hear from you, Mr. Alexis. What's going on and why don't you owe this 250 um, according to my recollection, all this information is said started actually in early September when she sent me Exhibit A with the taxes that was back owed, which was 20, 19, 18, 15, and 14. And we made an agreement that I would go ahead and pay the back taxes. And that, well, to go further back, um, when I reached there, the property wasn't just disarray and it wasn't worth what she was asking. And I said, Lana, you know, with all the work that needs to be done, the only thing I can give you is 5000 for that property. And she called me and said she needed the money and she would accept my offer. So I had called the title company and they told me, well, it needed an abstract because she never got an abstract to the property showing the boundaries. And throughout this, they said, well, we have to get permission because based on the contract that we signed, she signed saying that she would pay the taxes and the closing costs. Okay. And but then I also see that that was amended and you right. agreed to pay the taxes and the closing costs. Why did you agree and- to do that? Because when they sent the first contract out the way she had to pay, she didn't have the money and she needed the money. She says that it was an error the way the first contract went. But it doesn't matter whether it's an error or not. I'm not I'm here to call the balls on the strikes. 
You right. guys do the contract, and then I'm here to say you got to abide by the contract. So right. the bottom line is it was still worth it to you to pay all the back taxes, pay the closing costs, and get the land for five grand. Or you, right. because you're, you're a thinking person. So if right. you did it, it's because it was still worth it for you. So I noticed that when you were saying, then we did an amendment to pay right. all closing costs and all past taxes, and, and then you stopped. And then you said, oh, let me backtrack. But what you stopped and didn't finish is and current property taxes. That is your amendment. Right. You're supposed to pay current property taxes. Was the 249 that, current property taxes? That amendment was not done until after I spoke to Ms. James. I don't care. When it, it was when, done before the closing. You're supposed to pay current property taxes, right? Well, the current property tax, I was supposed to pay $12 from the contract. And then I don't know what I you're saying. Them, Listen. No, no, you listen, listen. We know that from this one thing, <laughs> you're supposed to pay current property taxes. You signed that on 1221. If there are any right. current property taxes, you have to pay them. Current property taxes get paid by you, right? Yes, that was after I spoke to her and told her that I could not do this contract. This contract was made after we spoke because I told her there was taxes due for 2021, which is $249. I don't understand. When was your closing? Uh, the 13th. The 12th, of what? 12th because I, of, of what? December. Of what? December. December. Okay, the 13th of December, and that's the day... Correct where you sign here saying, I'm going to pay current property taxes. And you right. signed this... After speaking to Ms. Lana on the 12th. Well, then why did you change know. what... You, if, so you're saying that she said, okay, don't worry, I'll pay the 249 Well, then why did you she sign something that said you'll be responsible for the 249 Because she told me that, yes, I could go ahead and pay the taxes and that she would take it out of what I owed her. Well, then why didn't you say that in this... That's in this um, Stop a second. Because this... Stop, stop, we, Mr. Mr. Alexis. You're the guy who says, no, we're not going to do this on the handshake. We got, everything's got to be in writing. We've got to get a title company and we have to have contracts. Perfect. I agree with you. The contract you signed doesn't say what you're saying. The contract you signed says the 249 comes out of your pocket. So why do you sign such a thing if that wasn't your intent? Because after speaking to her and thinking we were friends, because the first contract I have, which was Exhibit F2, that I don't I care got about the first contract. The 12th. I don't care. I don't care if you gave her a contract saying you would give her your firstborn. You know, see, here's the thing. When you sign this, you're signing this because you want the property, because it's good for you at five grand. Okay, so you agree to certain things that allows you to get your hands on the title. And then you're looking me in the eye and saying, forget what we wrote, Judge. Do what I say we said, which watch this. Did you ever say you'd eat the 249? No. Yeah. Okay. There's a reason why contracts for land have to be in writing so that there's not some swearing match. But this is diametrically opposed to what you are claiming was the agreement. You are the guy who's supposed to pay the the two, the current property taxes and that's that 249 you're supposed to pay it why do you sign this that says all that on the day of closing who told you to sign this your title company yes well because pick it up of with the them fact then. that after i had spoken had to her why didn't you just look at that, that and say to your title me. company wait cross out current property taxes we talked about that and i'm not paying that why didn't you say that 
Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. She's supposed to clear five grand and she's not supposed to pay anything else of it. It's all on you. And then the, apparently there were 2014 taxes that you discovered that you didn't know about, right? 2014, the when I found out that it wasn't paid is after I had someone go look at the property to clean up. And it had a sign saying that the property was going to be going to... Well, what kind of Fugazi title company did you hire that would not realize that there's 2014 taxes? Well, they said that what happens in the county is only the five years. It doesn't go back past five years. And that's the reason well, why that's it didn't ridiculous. Show. The county knows you owe 2014, so it goes back somewhere. Maybe not where they look. Then maybe they should be looking where else the county keeps those files. He is the one that hired the abstract company. He's yeah, the one I know. that hired the title company. I, I, He's I, the I, one yeah. that orchestrated yeah. the contract. Yeah. And I feel his fight is really with the abstract company. Is it wrong? Absolutely. But it's not on me. No, and I, I, but I saw the text between you and him, and he said, it's not your concern, it's my concern. He was just curious if you had paid it. All right, now, you have a counterclaim against her for $550 for yes. money that you loaned her April 12th and September 4th. And I right. do see that he made some Zelle payments to you on April 12th and September 4th. According to you, Mr. Alexis, what were you loaning her money for? She's, she called my wife and said that, you know, she needed some money for some bills and stuff. And my wife asked me, do you think we could loan? And I sent her the money, Zelda it to her. Okay. And according to you, Ms. James, what? Um, at that time, he had sold a vehicle. It was his baby. It was a showroom type of car that he had um, been working on for a long time. I was having to raise money for my son's attorney. Um, and I basically had a garage sale where I sold almost everything in my house. And at that time, TK said, Lana, you can count us in for $500. And I said, really? You know, I was super excited. Um, she said, yes. And if you get the opportunity, if you come down to Texas in a couple of months, we'll have a garage sale and I'll donate all of that money towards Trey as well. Um, and so that was the end of that conversation. It was never discussed again. When you say again. son's was, attorney, was your son arrested? Yes, he was. He's actually being charged for murder. And uh, he was a victim of a drive-by shooting. Uh, where his friend ended up shooting back and the guy died. And so we've been fighting this for 21 months. And I had to hire a new attorney because his old attorney was not adequate. Um, he wasn't a trial attorney. So what you're saying is and that so that was $500. And what about the $50? The $50 was actually on a night. I was talking to TK and they wanted to know if I wanted to come up to the casino. And I said, I don't even have gas money right now because all of my money has been going to Trey and I've only been working part-time. I was laid off during the pandemic. And Kenny was in the background. He said, sister, we'll send you $50. He got on the phone. I said, you don't have to do that. He said, no, that's what family's for. And we are very close. I mean, his wife and I are very, very close. Are, you, are, are his wife and you still close? Um, since this happened, she sent me a message and said that she's just still grieving through her father's death. And that, you know, with everything that's going on with Kenny, um, she just doesn't have any words right now. I don't know what that means. Are you no longer best friends? Uh, yes, ma'am. I respect the fact that they are married. This, and I told TK from the beginning, his wife, this is business. It's not personal. I love you to death. You're like a sister. 
Um, Kenny, love him to death as well, but this principal, and you got my land, my grandfather's land, so, I had to sell to come up with this money. Right. So, so maybe in his mind, if he gave you $550 as, um, as a gift, you shouldn't be sweating him for the $249, uh, maybe, and certainly not suing him for it. So that may be what's in his mind. But Mr. Alexis, you can have whatever you want in your mind in terms of what is moral or good for friends or family and ways to treat each other. But my job, as I said, is to call the balls and strikes. Do you have any evidence that the 500 or the 50 were anything but gifts? Now, her defense is those were gifts, not loans. And I if they were loans, I would expect your payment on the land to be 550 less, right? Because she owes you money. So I, I need now the following, proof that those were not gifts and were in fact loans. Do you have any proof? What is your wife? Where's your wife? Can she testify? She's at work. Okay. But 550, and as far as my wife is concerned, she stopped talking, told her she could never call her again because she was there when we made this agreement. So if you deal in that's not a problem. I just ask that she don't call my family anymore. Okay. And Whatever you guys you were decide, friends for Judge. how many years were you guys friends, Ms. James? Since 2006, TK and I have been best friends. Okay. Well, I hope the 249 was worth it because based on the, yes, you know, la okay. land deals have to be in writing. They can't be verbal. And based on the writing that you signed, I didn't sign it, Mr. Alexis, uh, my hands are tied and I have to rule in right. your favor. That is very different from what it cost you to get that 249. I'm ruling in your favor on the 249. I, uh, on the counterclaim, I have no evidence that it was a loan versus a contribution based on the circumstances that I've heard. Uh, you could even give me an affidavit from your wife having said that it was a loan, but you didn't do that either. And that tells me it wasn't a loan. I understand that you feel hurt and you feel right. You shouldn't have signed this or you wouldn't lose today. $249, verdict for the plaintiff. Zero on the counterclaim. Thank Don't you. ever call my family. So a friendship has broken apart here over $249. The plaintiff prevails. Uh, she gets that from the defendant. Mr. Alexis, let me ask you, how do you feel about this? You, you just said for her never to call you again. Um, Is that right? Uh, she she could, she could never call my family again because before the reason why the contract was changed was because I called and said, hey, I don't have 249, you know, with everything going on. You need to pay for these taxes because I was only supposed to be a prorated of $12. She said, that's fine. And then three weeks later, she wants 249. So for 249, you lost a friendship. You lost somebody you can call and ask for help. Now... You have nothing. So 249 is fine for me to be rid of somebody who is that, you know, petty. All right. Well, I understand how you feel, uh, and, and that's a shame. It is a shame. Ms. Ms. James, how do you feel about this? Uh, you know, this friendship is, is over now. And, you know, they came through to you when you needed some money. Um, that friendship will never be ruined. Um, there is a sister bond that goes way deeper than he could ever imagine or realize. Um, this was about principle. Um, she said from the beginning she was staying out of this land deal, um, and so I never brought her into it. So when this occurred, it was between Kenny and I. It had nothing to do with her. All right. Well, it's interesting how you feel about it. You, you are going to get $249 from him, and that'll bring this case to a close. Let's see what Harvey thinks about it. Kind of interesting, Harvey. Doug, we have talked about this so much that oral contracts generally are enforceable. There is one big exception. 
and that has to do with real estate contracts. Many states say that if there is any deal involving real estate, it has to be in writing. That all aside, if you have a written contract for anything, it's a really bad idea to just rest on your laurels that any kind of a subsequent oral agreement is going to stick because if the other party denies there was one, you're going to be out of luck. Marilyn, in a previous discussion on after the verdict, you mentioned Squeaker. And that uh, you ran you over, mentioned Squeaker. I brought up Squeaker and that you ran over Squeaker. Yeah. Can you explain who so, Squeaker was? So, so here's the thing. Squeaker was our neighbor's cat and Squeaker was deaf and Squeaker was sleeping under my car. Right. And so Squeaker paid nature's debt because he didn't move when I came out. And right. I had the kids with me and it was... Uh, I realized what had happened with the kids in the car, so I called you and it got I was handled. At a judicial but the, conference. Right. So right. you had our neighbor come and right. clean up things and Take another neighbor. Yeah. And then, but the thing about Squeaker is that a year earlier, Squeaker's owners had a dog that had attacked and killed our cat, yeah. Chelsea. Right. Right. Um, so sadly. sadly, the running joke in the neighborhood was don't mess with Marilyn. She'll lie and wait for a year and then get back at you. <laughs> Um, Two tragedies, but... You know. But it was actually compounded by a third tragedy because what oh, happened... Right, do you right. remember what happened after that? Yes, I So do. my friend Galia, we, I ran over Squeaker. I'm walking with Galia and I'm like, oh, you know, so long as the kids don't find out, she goes, well, what do you mean? Because we believe honesty is the best policy. Right. So uh, we, we're going to tell our children that you ran over Squeaker because they're going to miss Squeaker too. I'm like, please don't tell your children. Right. And, you know... 24 hours later... 24 hours later, her little four-year-old comes into my house and says, your mother killed Squeaker. Right. And why did your mommy kill Squeaker? Right. It, was, it was just... It was awful. This is the plaintiff, Muftia Jacomba. She says she's a traveling physical therapist and model. And she rented a furnished room in the defendant's house for three months. And boy, was that a mistake. The guy freaked out. She put stuff in the fridge. He went nuts because she changed the thermostat. And she moved out after only one week. The defendant refuses to return the rent she paid him. And she's here suing him for the $1,800 he owes her. This is the defendant, Michael Joanno. He says this woman immediately took over the entire house. She cooked with heavy oils and spread her stuff out everywhere. He got upset she cranked the heat up to an unbearably hot temperature. She moved out in the middle of the night and broke her lease, so he owes her nothing. He's accused of being a rotten roommate. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $1,800 for unpaid rent, cleaning costs, missing and ruined kitchenware, and lost wages. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff rented a furnished room in the defendant's house and had to leave after only a week and want some money back. But the defendant says that he did nothing wrong, but this woman left in the middle of the night breaking her lease, and he owes her nada. It's the case of rotten roommate. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Jacumba, you are suing Mr. Janu, your former landlord, for the return of a security deposit, prorated rent, and missed work. And you are counterclaiming against her the exact same amount uh, for rent, cleaning, and ruined items. Let's talk to you first, Ms. Jacumba. How is it that you came across Mr. Janu's uh, place to rent? Okay, so as I said, I'm a travel physical therapist. 
and had a new assignment in Sherman Oaks Valley area. So as usual, I went online looking for places and I found Mr. Drano's place on spare room where he put up a room, a furnished room. So I contacted him and a couple of other people. Everything looked good, it was fine. We signed a lease and I immediately sent him $2,000, $1,000 for security deposit and $1,000 for my first month's rent. Great, so I packed my entire life into my car, sent Michael, hey Michael, I have a photo shoot, but I'll be there like around afternoon. Michael goes, okay, yeah, sure, Muchi, that's fine. I text Michael, hey, I'll be, ready, I'll be done my photo shoot in like maybe an hour or two, I'll be on my way. Oh no, you can't move in yet, this is not a good time for me, maybe like at 5 p.m. This is maybe at 12. Okay, that's fine. I'll just spend the day doing stuff. So I spent the day moving around, like just exploring LA because I'm still pretty new in the area. I text Michael around maybe 4.30 or something. You can't move in till tomorrow. Michael, my entire life is in the car. You told me I was good to move in. What do you mean? So I tried calling him and he declines my call. And I'm like, okay, Michael, hey. I need to do something here. Luckily, I had Did he explain why it was? He just said the bed wasn't ready yet, and he just, he's just have not having a good day or okay. something like that. Mr. Janu, why was it that she couldn't move in on the day that you guys had agreed that she could move in? Because I had problems getting the bed delivered. I was working all day. The bed wasn't ready. And so it wasn't ready, period. At least Wait, what does it wasn't was ready be... mean? You hadn't built it or someone? What difference does it make no, that no, you the had? the mattress... Judge, the mattress hadn't been delivered yet. And so there was no bed for her. So, but that, why were you telling her that she could move in if there had, if, why were you cutting it like so close like that and telling her she could move in? Because the lease she signed began on the 1st. That was the 27th or the 26th. The lease she signed began on the 1st. And so no, I but said, that's not my I'm, question. My question is, did you or didn't you tell her she could move in and then she governed her life accordingly and then you changed that? Uh, why didn't you know sooner the bed hadn't been delivered? You, you live there. You know the bed hadn't been delivered. So why tell her, because yes, you can move Because I was at work all day, and the bed was supposed to be on the porch when I got home from work. And it wasn't, so I texted her politely and said, I'm not ready today. All right. So and in any event, you move in, and what happens? Let's move on to what happens after you move in, Ms. Jacumba. So I move in on Thursday night. Everything was fine. We were okay. Michael says he has to travel for work. I think on either the Monday or the Tuesday, I don't really remember, but he leaves the house on Sunday. And that's when I was just doing my batch cooking for the, for the um, week to come. Michael didn't really have any utensils in the house, so I had to go buy some anyway. He had maybe a single knife and like two or three pots. So I went to Family Dollar and I bought a couple of utensils. That's just how that happened. It was fine. I cooked. So Saturday night before he left, he and I, we sat. We shared a glass of wine. I mean, a bottle of wine. Everything was fine because he just wanted to toast in a new relationship. Cool. No problem at all. So I go through my week and I'm at work on maybe Wednesday and I get it. I'm just getting messages on my phone. Of course, I'm at work, so I can't really look at it, but I just kept getting them. So I took a break and I looked through my messages and it's Michael. He sent me a picture of the thermostat. The house is really hot. I let, um, I turned his AC off. There's food everywhere. There's like an offering for, fr um, for fruit flies on the counters. And I'm just like, Michael, I'm at work right now. Can we talk about this when I get home? And he goes, yeah, I know you're at work right now, but reading my messages and not responding just seems really disrespectful. And you left the porch light on. 
Michael, I left the porch light on because I get home late at night and I feel like it's normal. I'm in a new place. I don't really, really know, have my bearings yet. So yes, I did leave the porch light on because I'm going to be back home late. That's what's normal to do. And he goes, well, I'm going to have to charge you utilities if that's going to be the case. But no, this is my house. You're not going to come in my house and take over my place. There's stuff everywhere, blah, 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 blah. Okay, Michael, I'm at work right now. Let's discuss this when I get home. I get home. Michael's sitting on the couch. Hey, Michael, can I talk to you for a second? He just ignores me. He doesn't respond. He's just staring at the television. Okay, I go into my room and I send him a text. Hey, Michael, I've put everything away. The house has been cleaned. I don't know what you're talking about when you say I'm taking over your space. I really only took over maybe like one or two shelves. And you told me to put my stuff wherever I found space. And that's exactly what I did. My fruit that's on the counter, I don't know where you want me to put that. But if there's another place you'd like me to put it, please let me know and then we moved accordingly. I have cleaned up for you since I moved into this house. I have done your dishes on several occasions. The house is clean. I have cleaned everything. So for you to say I am making your house a mess, I don't know where that's coming from. In terms of the utilities, I think that's a, a conversation we better have in person. Because he then told me um, if I can't respect him, I should find another space. So I told him, if you like me to find another space, I can go ahead and do that. And this whole conversation that I'm talking to, um, that I'm saying, it's in the evidence because I took this. Right. And this all, this is all happening by text and it's happening yeah. and you guys are a couple of feet away. Yes, because Michael no. wouldn't talk to me. OK, go on. Because he just. No. So what does okay, he say? So I then say, I then say, if you like me to find another space, please let me know and I'll do that. And he goes, no, it won't work. Find another space. OK, so I did. All right. Um, and this, by that point, you had lived there how long? Um, I think maybe a week. And so you a find another space and you move out how long later? Another week later? So I found another space during the weekend and I moved out the Friday after. Okay. All right. Let me hear from you, Mr. Janu. So, yeah, it was similar to what she says, only it was reversed because I'm a communicator. I'm a confronter. I asked her several times if we could talk. I have a letter um, in my evidence, and she was playing off the, the screenshots that I sent because it was reversed. When she moved in, she immediately, the washer and dryer was full every minute. I was trying to do laundry, but it was full. It, it's almost like she came from the somewhere where she didn't have those facilities, and she utilized them, but it blocked me out. It was, it was all day long in the evening I approached her and I said, "Could you? I need access to the washer. I have to wash some clothes for work. And she said? Okay. She said, she didn't say anything. That's what I mean. I tried to confront her. I'm sorry. Then so then what room. happened? Did she remove her clothes like you asked her to? Eventually, I went to the washer and dryer and it was available. Okay. So I, then I could wash my clothes. Okay. And the same thing was happening with the refrigerator, the cabinets. What'd she do with the refrigerator? Space. She... Packed took over so but like the way roommates no, solve that is everybody so has a shelf if people are picky about that so yes, why so didn't when, when she moved her, in why didn't you tell her this is your shelf or these are your shelves I kept, I kept asking her can we talk about things and she said well I have to go out I'm going out now I'll talk to you later did you ask her to leave no no she offered to leave as you see on the text messages I was asking her to respect the boundaries to respect the utility. Okay, so when she said, if you still want me to go, I'll go, what was your answer? 
I said, yes, it's not working out. Please find another Okay, that place. is, though, but asking that, her to leave. So why do you have a that, counterclaim against her for... She, that's why she wants her security deposit back and her prorated signed, rent back. And you not only haven't returned that to her, but you're demanding that she pay you the rent for the other two months when you said signed, it's not working out, get out. How is that? She signed, she signed two leases. One lease, California Rental... Association. She signed that lease, and there's terms. Uh, yeah, I but, understand there's terms, and then you changed the terms when you told her to get out. I no, I didn't. No, I didn't tell her to get out, ma'am. She asked you, "Do you she want said, me to get out?" The answer I is no. To, you need to stay here for three months. Why was your answer no, yes? The, Go the find somewhere said, else to live. The lease says that I didn't. I didn't give her, uh, you know, the the permission to violate her lease. I was trying to work out the the, the question. For do the you want me to move out? Is exactly that. It's hey. Is this so bad that you just want no. me out? So we're superseding no. the lease. Well, if your answer is, yes, you need to get out, but I also need to get paid for everything, you wouldn't have that, right? You're either asking her to get out or she has a right to live there. You don't get it both I ways. I also wouldn't be out through the holidays the rent that she that she. Then don't to tell her to get out. Then stop wigging out over the fact that some. No, if you need to rent no. out a room for money, then you can't wig out that someone's taking over your space. No, no, no. Well, well there were. Let's look at the text. Set forth Let's see second, what the texts say. In the room rental agreement, there's outlined boundaries, and she was violating them. And I tried to talk to her about it, and she wouldn't make time to talk to me about it. I, but see, you're confusing two things. If you don't like her and it's not working out for you, your home is your castle. If she is willing to leave and you want her to leave, more power to you that it works out and she leaves. What I don't but, understand but is how you have some... the... Stop interrupting me. What I don't understand is how you have the nerve to make that decision when she says, look, you know, I did all this, I reorganized the refrigerator, but if you want me to leave, I'll leave. And you say, yes, leave. Let's see exactly how you say it, because I don't want to put words in your mouth. So either come home after work and we'll have another conversation about respect and self-discipline or find something at a place to live, that's it. So you're the one who actually brings it up first. She says, if you'll prefer I find another space, please let me know and I'll do so. In regards to the utilities, that's a conversation best had in person. Good night. No, it doesn't work. Yes, find another space. Yes. But still, you got to pay me all of the rent? Yeah, what world are you living in? That's not move. how it works. On. It's you, one you or the other. You want her out prematurely because you don't like how she's taking over, or you don't, period. She, now, in your did. counterclaim, you're suing for the rent. I think I've kind of handled that. And then you're also suing for missed, well, ruined kitchenware, one day well, of missed we... work for court and $150 for cleaning. I need to see what is missing of the kitchenware. My knives. How many knives? Two. Okay, did you take two knives, Ms. Jacomba? No, ma'am. Did you take any I knives? I had to buy a whole set of knives. No. Okay, uh, do you have any proof that she took the knives, Mr. Janu? Well, yeah, I have proof. I have a, a witness, but she's at work, so. So Go then ahead. you don't. Go All right, ahead, what about Penny. ruined kitchenware? Yeah, she used my pans and she, there, oil, I mean oil, saturated oil everywhere. Okay, can and she you even admits to show me how she ruined your pans? Just show them to me. You still have those. Yeah, I threw them away. Okay, so you have no evidence of that. One day of missed work and then cleaning. How did she leave it in a way that you had to clean? Do you have pictures of how filthy she, she left it that you would have to? She admitted to leaving oil on the floor. That was the text. only thing she admitted to? And then she said, oh, I'm sorry, I must have, over, I must have not seen that. That's mm -hmm. it. Show me what justifies you 
claiming $150 for cleaning. Show me the pictures of how she left the place that would justify Your Honor, that. I know, I, know, I know I'm being honest, so I don't need, I mean, she admitted it. She, it was, yeah, okay. No, we're Go talking ahead. about how yeah. she left the I'm place, wrong. not whether there was a I little have, oil I on the floor leases, a week and a half earlier. She breached the lease. And then it's it's my fault because I asked her to be no. respectful of, of my house, you of my home. Listen carefully to me. You didn't yeah, like I'm her as there. a roommate. She offered no, to leave, and you said, that's "Get out! True. It's not working out." And you have to now return no. the money. You don't get it both get ways. Out. You don't get to tell her she has to get out, and then tell her, "Oh, and no, by the way, you also still have her, to pay rent." If someone has terms. to get out, they don't have to pay rent too. Now, you don't get a missed day of work, okay? Your remedy when someone keeps your money and breaches a contract is to win in court. So you don't get those $300. You do get the $1,000 security deposit, and you do get the prorated rent that happens in the weeks that you didn't get to live there because you say, hey, you want me to leave? And he says, yes, get out, it's not working, but you're still paying rent. Ridiculous, okay? <laughs> on his counterclaim against you, zero. On your claim against him, $1,500. Verdict for the plaintiff. So the plaintiff prevails. She's going to get $1,500 back from the defendant. Uh, Mr. John, it didn't go too well for you in court today. You, uh, you come off as a rather picky person. You know that. Well, you know, the California laws are what they are. She signed the lease and she breached it. I tried to work it out with her, and she's manipulating and lying to the court and the judge. Well, as the judge put it, you told her she could get out, and uh, you don't get to keep rent when you tell somebody to leave. Okay? That's the law. All right, Mr. Kuma, you're smiling. You've, you've been very patient, <laughs> very quiet all through all of this. What are you thinking right now? This is very hilarious. Michael's just, uh, as you can see. <laughs> anyway, are you living somewhere else that uh, where you're comfortable now? I am. I have my own space. And that was my final push is get my own place, be by myself, and just be okay. So I'm good now. Okay, well, good enough. Harvey, what are your thoughts? Okay, Doug, we've talked about this before. If you are not getting along with a roommate and you have a lease, the best thing to do is to sit down with that person. A lot of times what happens is the two people don't talk at all and the anger just builds and builds and nobody's rational. Sit down with the person say, look, it is not working out. Let's come up with some kind of a settlement and an exit so neither of us have to suffer. It usually works. Hi, judges. Considering some of the strange technicalities people are able to use to wiggle out of judgments, what happens with an act of God defense if the person is proven to be an atheist? <laughs> what do you think about they that? They can't use it? They can't use act of God as a defense because they're atheists? <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. The, the term, uh, it's a term of art, act of God. And what it means is something... It, in Latin, it would be called... Force majeure. And what it means is that it was out of everyone's control. Right. Like a hurricane is considered an act of God. Or, right. Um, you know, Not so, relevant whether you or the judge or any party is a person of faith. A person of faith. Right. And uh, regularly attends something right. it's it's not about that it's really about uh forces outside of your control right and it's we're well. talking about like like war terrorist attack hurricane lightning sometimes strikes where where things become weather unavailable. is often weather yeah. often that yeah. sort of thing and, and and force majeure is typically a question of fact not a question of law so and it comes up North in 
Yeah, or faith. It comes up in the context of contracts pretty much always, right? All because the time. it's a it's a contract. You and I agree. If I on can't something. get there right. because of force majeure, right. because of circumstances right. outside of my right. control, and then the question becomes, was that really outside of your right. control? Does that excuse your performance yeah. under the contract and your obligation? That's gonna do it today, and we will see you tomorrow.